I'm losing it. Welcome to another episode of Crocs in the Kitchen. And I'm losing it. The podcast. Yes. So this is like another dual episode. So if you are watching this on our YouTube channel, you're watching the video, obviously, as you can see us. But if you're listening on I'm losing it podcast.com, you will just hear the audio as a podcast. So you which can't I, see a thing and you can't see us. So if you want to see us and you're listening to the podcast, then just switch over to YouTube and you'll be able to see our shining faces. Or weirder yet, do both at the same time and see how they line up. Yeah, that would be weird. Uh, um, but today, oh, also, I like to preface, I always forget to like introduce us just in case anybody new is watching or listening. True. Um, so I'm Jessica, and this is my husband, Brian, and we do a YouTube channel called Crocs in the Kitchen, and then Brian has a podcast called I'm Losing It, which I have kind of hijacked. We established that already. Because he's not, he doesn't take initiative with like setting up podcasts and stuff. So I have to do it, but there are a lot of good podcasts on there. So if you, if you're on our YouTube channel and you haven't checked that out, there are links in the description below, but who are we, Brian? We are Brian and Jessica. We at one time weighed together, uh, about 800 pounds, 799, but you know, who's counting, uh, and through a whole food plant-based lifestyle, we have lost hundreds of pounds and are continuing to lose weight uh, today. And, and sometimes gain weight sometimes and then it, lose some, it again. Sometimes we just like we're weight bad. loss. <laughs> Uh, and, but yes, we, we are uh, constantly striving for that goal to be healthy and live longer and be better. And uh, we just like bringing people along for the journey. And I'm excited about today's interview because we've got some special guests here. And the weird thing is when we got involved in the plant-based world, we sort of were thrown in, you know, by way of reading Penn Jillette's book, finding out about Eat to Live and Dr. Furman. And then we kind of just, we didn't know all the other stuff. And so it fascinates me to find, you know, new documentaries, new books, new people in this community that we can get to know and learn from. And this couple is seriously, it, yeah, they're just amazing. So I can't wait to interview them. So you want to introduce their names really quick? Yes, we have the ones, ones and only. Yeah, I don't, I'll go with it. <laughs> the one uh, and only. The one, the, uh, the Kim one? and Nelson Campbell. Uh, these guys are just, uh, they are giants in the whole food plant-based community and, uh, and I am so excited to have you guys on. So welcome to the show guys. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. So Kim Campbell is the author of the cookbooks, Plant Pure Nation and Plant Pure Kitchen. She developed some amazing whole food plant-based recipes. We actually tried one out last night, so we'll talk about that later. It, it kind of blew my mind. Um, but she also helped spearhead a food line at Plant Pure, which includes frozen products, but more exciting, their newest endeavor, which is a line of meal starter kits, which is designed to make uh, plant-based eating more accessible to everyone. And they've also got a really, really cool mission behind it. So when you buy these starter kits, it's not just buying food, it's supporting a really cool mission, which I'm excited to get into them with today. Um, we've also got her husband, Nelson Campbell, who is the founder of Plant Peer Inc. and Plant Peer Communities, which both help promote the health benefits of plant-based nutrition. He is the son of Dr. T. Colin Campbell, no big deal, uh, author of The China Study, and who is, if you don't know about Dr. Campbell, Dr. T. Colin Campbell, he is the 
uh, considered by many to be the science father of the rapidly growing plant-based nutrition movement. So get on it if you don't know about him because, yeah, I don't know how you got here. Um, he also is the executive producer, director, and co-writer of the documentary Plant Pure Nation, uh, which you can actually watch on YouTube. So we'll link that below as well. So with all that being said, do you want to get in? I mean, yeah, I'm just excited. This is all just sort of fun for me, uh, especially because like Jessica did all the legwork for prepping this show. And like I just got to sit there and watch the documentary and watch the YouTube and uh, make the recipe and stuff. So, you know, this is just a uh, fantastic. Yeah, when we have when we have guests on, we do our research. We don't just bring them on. We are like, OK, we got to read up about them. We got to watch all their stuff. We got to make sure we, <laughs> we know what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, but I always like to start things off by just getting to know the guests a little bit better. So, uh, like, where are you guys from? How did you grow up? You know, tell us a little bit of story about yourselves uh, before uh, be making it big in the whole food plant-based community. You want to get started? Right. You, 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 you can get started. That's an interesting question. Um, you, 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 you think you, so? You can start. All right. Okay. Well, first of all, I did not grow up plant-based. You know, I grew up on kind of the standard American diet, maybe a healthier version of it because we didn't have so many processed foods. Uh, my childhood was in Southwest Virginia, um, later moved up to upstate New York, which is where I actually I met Kim. And uh, my father uh, back in the 70s and early 80s was doing a, a lot of breakthrough research. And I still remember the day that he came home and he was so excited. We have a big family and we sat around a big circular, circular table and always had interesting discussions. But he came home and he was so excited because he said, I figured out how to turn cancer on and off through food because he had been doing some research and he was able to uh, calibrate uh, the growth of cancer and actually reverse it through, through nutrition. So it was around that time that we really started as a family becoming more health conscious and thinking about the food that we ate. So in my late teens, uh, we started phasing out the animal products and then, um, you know, became fully plant-based uh, in my 20s. And of course, I met Kim when we well, were only, what, 16 or 17? 16. So when you were going through that transition, I, would, I, rem I remember that because there were still bits of meat and cheese dairy on the table. So did you, when you guys met, did you, when you met at that young age, did you actually start dating then or did it take a little bit of time? Uh, actually, I think we started dating when we were 17, right? Nice. I mean, we met, we met when we were 16, but we started dating when we were 17. Yeah. So that's very cool that you, you were there for all of that, you know, all of that unfolding with the plant-based stuff. So you really, cause you came from, I'm assuming a background where you didn't grow up eating plant-based. No, my father's a dairy farmer. Um, oh. <laughs> my father works. At, both of our parents worked at Cornell because we were. I I'm, I live in upstate. I lived in upstate New York, and so my father worked in the ag school, and he was involved in the extension program, cooperative extension in all things dairy. And his father was in the human ecology school in nutritional science. So it's kind of interesting. Pol polar opposites. Um, so when I met Nelson, I was always interested in nutrition and food. That was sort of my passion. So when I met your dad, I loved learning about all of his travels and the research. So, yeah, so I, I kind of climbed on board 
partly because of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> the, the first thing that happened the first time she came over, uh, he got a slide projector out and started showing a bunch of slides. Awesome. Nice. The first time I, I met Brian's father, he was uh, holding a shovel up. To my, it was snowing and I drove to his house and he was holding a shovel up to my car, like uh, like pretending like he, he was, was gonna going hit to hit my car. It. So that was my introduction to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not quite as impressive as a slideshow from Dr. Colin T. Or T. Colin Campbell. <laughs> My father's a funny guy. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> um, so then I went on to college, studied nutrition um, because of Colin, because I was interested in, in nutritional science. You went on and studied political science and economics. So we stayed together throughout our college years, kind of on again, off again. And then we got married when we were 23, is that right? Yeah, so pretty young. So we started transitioning with Nelson's family. We were kind of doing the same thing. If you had asked me then if we were plant-based, I would say, oh yeah, we're plant-based. But we still had that little block of cheddar cheese back of the refrigerator. Yeah, we were except, doing things that we shouldn't have been doing. Except I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I actually um, am allergic to dairy, so when oh. I was... 13, um, even before my dad started figuring all this out, I, when I was a kid, I had debilitating migraine headaches. And I, it was so bad that one time they even had to take me to the hospital and literally knock me out. Um, it was just excruciating. And then when I was uh, 13, an ear, nose and throat doctor said, have you ever considered getting uh, off a of dairy? So that's actually why I got off of dairy. And then, of course, my dad's research was soon after that. But a lot, there are a lot of people walking around out there who suffer from migraines, and they have no idea that it, it, it's from, uh, oftentimes is from dairy products mm. because it, it, they can cause inflammation in the brain. Wow. All right. So we've got a person who's allergic to dairy marries the daughter of a dairy farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, my my dad actually farmed soybeans, and my mom was allergic to milk growing up, so she always thought that was funny that because she drank so much soy milk, and she married a soybean farmer. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so so how so then how long have you guys been promoting eating plant based, and how did you 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 kind of I I guess you know hearing this realized that your skill sets worked really well together. You guys majored in different things, but you, yeah. you've, you've been able to turn it into plant pure, which is just such a cool, like you both bring such a cool aspect to it. So how did that all kind of come into play? So we need to go back about 10 years. Was it about 10 years ago? Actually, while, while you're doing that, I'm going to turn off a fridge here that just came on. Oh. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, I can hear something in the back of the yeah. back of the, the room noise there. We always and and trust me, I know exactly what you're talking about because that happens to us all the we time. We literally turn off our fridge when we film, and it's yeah. so funny because like two hours later, I'll be like, Brian, did we turn the fridge back on? So don't yeah. forget to turn the we, fridge yeah, back on. They turn that thing off. It's so loud yeah. that we we just forgot. Yeah, we, we have we've, done, we've done we it. have done that a couple of times where we forgot to turn it off and then it kicks on and then we're like. But we've also left it off like overnight. Yeah. Yeah, that was not good either. So, so okay. So back to you were going 10 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went into teaching. We had three children. We raised three children. And the last one was in high school. And about 10 years ago, Nelson had this crazy idea that um, he wanted to do jump starts in our community. I was still working at the time in public schools. 
Yeah. And so he wanted to do these jump starts. So you hired a chef and we actually cooked our very first jump start. We had 25 people in the jump start. Uh, 15. Yeah. 15. We hired a chef. I helped her a little bit and we fed people for 10, 10 days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all three. So we went snacks. And then we did biometrics pre and post. Do you want to take take over from there and, and share yeah, the results? Yes. Um, well, first of all, I should say that actually Kim uh, has a real talent for uh, culinary. It's you know it's a, it's it's a form of art. It's very creative, just intuitively knowing how to put things together. So he asked and, me to quit my job and be yeah. the, the chef, and I said, Oh no, I, I can't yeah. do that. But she <laughs> she wanted to go to culinary school when she was in her early twenties and probably should have. Yeah, me but, too. I'm in, I'm in the exact same boat. I, I keep telling people if I'd been smart, I would have gone to culinary school and, and not gone for an audio degree. Yeah, but she she loves it. And she's been cooking this way for so many years and just researches and studies everything. But um, yeah, it all started actually started over 10 years ago. Um, I left the last business that I had started and I had this um, idea for a, kind of a holistic strategy for how we could get this message out in a more grassroots way. And um, food was a big part of it. So we started focusing on food first. And then, you know, after we had created some, uh, uh, some great dishes and entrees, we put together a meal plan. And as Kim, as Kim said, we had the idea that we would do these 10 day immersions in the local community. And actually we started out, I think the very first ones in Wake Forest were 14 days, but then we shortened it to 10 days. And so we did a couple of these um, immersions locally, uh, maybe three, I think, one in Wake Forest, two at, at, a, at a company in Hillsborough had dramatic results. We couldn't believe it because, you know, this kind of immersion program for the general public hadn't been done before. I yeah. remember biting my nails and we were getting the results thinking, oh, we're yeah. going to get results after 10 days. Your dad said we would get results. Yeah. Uh, was this was this before you were filming the documentary? Yes. Or, okay. Well, well before. Yeah, because if you guys haven't seen Plant Pure Nation, seriously, go on YouTube, watch it. We'll link it below. But uh, we just watched it the other day. And it, just watching the people getting the results after, you know, so like yeah. t- like you said, 10 days or whatever it was, they were, it was just amazing. And people were just, you know, like, okay, well, this is the way that I need to eat. Obviously, like there was no question after that. So Brian did get a little riled up during the documentary, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. It wasn't yeah. you guys. It was, it was what was going on on with other people. But well, we did those and we got um, early on, we saw that people could over 10 days, they could reduce their cholesterol levels by 20 to 25%. Um, people, uh, their arthritis was going away. We had people type two diabetes reversing, you know, probably over uh, 80% of the people who were medicated for one reason or, or another had the option to get off those medications or substantially reduce them by the end of the you remember immersion. The, you remember the fella in the film? You might, you guys might remember this. His, his cholesterol went from, what was it like 250 to 150? Yeah. Wow. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, yeah, but it was a big jump. It was a a massive jump. Yeah, it was a big jump. Um, And and we kind of perfected that immersion program with the food and the education. And then that's what we used in Plant Pure Nation. Nice. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right. So you, when did you start, when did you decide to start offering food through, I know you started with the frozen line, uh, but when did that kind of come into play through Plant Pure? 
Um, yeah, so we, we, we were doing jump starts in our community. We were just doing lunch and dinners. And then we decided we had this idea of to flash freeze things because, you know, pick up and drop off was such a difficult thing. So we decided to freeze things ahead of time. And then we got this idea of working with a co-packer in Canada and producing our own line of frozen food. And so that that's kind of how that came about. Um, we still have the flash freezer back there that we were using. Yeah, so. we did have, um, I did have a little business that we were launching before the film focusing on frozen foods. It was a really challenging business and we were having a lot of difficulties. And then the opportunity came along to make that film. So took off about three years to do that. And then as, as Kim said, then we, we started taking the entrees that we had created for those immersions and turning them into frozen entrees. And so we kind of relaunched that business because the idea was to scale that, to make that more, more available to a, to a lot more people. And also we worked to put our Jumpstart program online as well. So, um, you know, we have both the food and, and the education. All right, so fast forward to 2020. Well, did it come out in 2020? I think it did. Um, and you guys managed to launch an entire line of these really cool meal starter kits. Um, there are 14 of them available on your website. Um, and they basically... They're kind of like my the, the don't don't kill me, but it's kind of like the hamburger helper of plant based, right? Which growing up for me, making you know, I did not grow up eating plant based at all, and my mom did not like to cook. So for me, taking out like the hamburger helper and making it with my mom, like that was me cooking, like that was the the thing. And so I'm not really like Brian's the the chef in our really he he does most of the cooking. I do like the prep work a lot of times. So I was really excited to learn about these these kits because for someone like me who doesn't really cook a lot, this is a way into plant-based or someone like my mom perhaps, you know, yeah. who can really just take you've got all the ingredients that you need except for a little bit of instead of adding the hamburger, you're going to add some fresh amazing produce and you're going to have a meal that you feel like you have cooked but you didn't have to do a ton of the work. Um so so when it, did wor it works out really well for you actually because you're you're the type of person that will like follow recipes to a T. Yes. And so you absolutely <laughs> love that. So like Jessica will will follow recipes, I create recipes and so we just happen to balance each other out that way. <laughs> so when did obviously what frozen stuff is harder to distribute. When did the idea for the, the meal starter kits, like how did you, how did that come into play? Yeah, you go with that one. Okay. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll just take a little step back from that because it's part of a larger uh, kind of social mission that we have for everything that we're doing. Cause that's really where the idea came from. So I mentioned at the beginning that we have this, I had this vision of a grassroots strategy. It included a number of elements, food, education, wellness programming for physicians and employers, and a new social, uh, a social action platform that would allow us to deliver those resources to local uh, groups who could then help uh, undertake outreach initiatives in local communities. So that's a kind of another element of the strategy. And um, this is what we've been working on ever since the film was launched. We also, at the end of the film, had a call to action for people to form local support groups called pods because the idea is we're planting seeds of change. That's, that's another part of the vision is having an army of people who could do this. 
So subsequently set up a, a nonprofit called Plant Pure Communities to support that pod network. And we have over 250,000 people in that network now. So anyways, um, you know, we have this broad based vision. Now getting back to the meal starters, uh, Kim and I uh, just through our experiences kind of figured out that that getting food to people in that form would enable us to get it to them in the most affordable manner possible. Hmm. Because again, our social mission is to build this plant-based world, working with people like you and others, but to do that as quickly as possible, affordable food is really important. You know, in the past, wellness consultants, and they've, many of them have talked to me, you know, marketing consultants, investors, you know, they, they always have said, and this is sad, but they said, you have to focus on kind of the whole foods demographic if you want to be successful. I never have bought into that and neither has Kim. You know, we believe that we have to make this accessible to everyone leaving no one behind. So these meal starters are an inexpensive way to get a plant-based uh, diet to people. And do you want to maybe explain, uh, like give an example of a meal starter? Jessica, just you did a beautiful here. job explaining them, but you can just grab one. How about, um, just grab this how about this one? All right. Well, <laughs> you know, your, your um, analogy to hamburger helper is perfect because we, we tell people that all the time. Cause I remember when growing up in the seventies, my mom worked full time. We used, we used hamburger helper, but this is a pasta Alfredo and, and really everything is in here, but your fresh food fruit, or fresh vegetables. So this makes the whole meal. It serves four people. When this one, you add milk, not, you know, dairy-free milk, two and a half cups, plant, and then you can based. add plant-based milk, and then you can add any of your fresh or frozen vegetables. We made one last night because we were testing it, and it literally took, actually, I think you did it. Yeah. We, it literally took us five minutes, and then we just walked away, put the timer on. But these are really, really convenient. Everything's already in there. You don't have to measure spices, or I mean, some are take a little bit more time, but I think it gives people ownership. They feel like they're cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And and what's really cool about this, getting back to the affordability issue, is. Um, We've made two big philanthropic commitments through Plant Pure. One is we're going to donate one half of our future profits. And I say future because we're not profitable yet, yeah. uh, but we're getting there. Uh, one half of our future profits to nonprofit organizations who are engaged in our grassroots strategy through this web platform at opentribe.com. So half of our profits. And then we're going to take these products here and we're going to make them available to people who are experiencing food insecurity or lacking access to healthy foods and lower income communities. We're going to make these available at cost, waiving all of our profit margin. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, already, yeah, we want to saturate America in these communities with, with these cheap plant-based, not cheap's the wrong word, affordable plant-based yeah. foods. Yeah. They are way um, more high quality than Hamburger Helper. I can already tell that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for a serving of food, uh, right now, including even the cost of add-ins at the full price, it's well under $3 a serving. So it's already for full paying customers, very affordable. For, uh, for the at-cost initiative that we're going to support, uh, we're going to be driving that cost down between a dollar to a dollar fifty a serving, particularly as we ramp up uh, volume of production, so that people who are living, uh, who are surviving with SNAP benefits and you know EBT cards, will be able to live plant-based just using those benefits. 
Yeah. Um, it's a it's a complicated thing, though. You know, how do you get these products and the education into these communities? So, so we're going to be testing some pilot strategies this year to do that. And when we find one that really works well, we're going to get behind it and scale it across the country. Yeah, that's incredible, though. I mean, like I, that is that is one heck of a mission, and I I absolutely applaud you guys for taking that on. So, yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, I'm going to back up just a little bit because I want to explain. I mean, I'm I'm very passionate about this as well, um, but you know, Nelson has a grandmother who um, lived in in in, in very um, poor home, and they didn't have a lot of money and she she became sick and she had um, colon cancer and she really didn't get the treatment that she needed. And so you have this real passion for getting into this well, community and it's yeah, the, very the, personal too. Well, it's that, but yeah, and we tell that story in our film, but, but both Kim and I uh, just, you know, we don't personally care much about money. You know, I think too, too often we become attached to our money and we really need to be, become it. uh, be thinking more about loving relationships with others. You know, that's where you get meaning from life and uh, not money. Um, so we have a similar, similar social orientation and it's been a huge factor in everything that we do is, you know, how do we bring healing to everyone, everyone. to everyone, you know, leaving no one behind. Well, and I imagine it would be, it's hard. Cause I mean, growing up, especially with your father and everything, it's like, he came home and said, I can turn cancer on it. Like he knows the answer. And so it's so frustrating. And in a little bit of this kind of came out in the uh, documentary, it's so frustrating. And I, I find it frustrating just myself, like knowing that doing this, eating this way can help in so many ways, but it's just not like, how do you scale that to everybody? And so I think it's really important what you guys are doing to promote that because Hopefully one day we'll be sitting here in another 10, 20 years or whatever, and this will be just everywhere. Commonplace. Yeah. And so, but it is frustrating knowing the keys to a lot of the problems and then not being able to fix them right away because you hit barrier after barrier trying to get it out there. Yeah. I remember uh, growing up, you know, my dad tried to take this to, to our government in Washington in various ways, and he kept falling on his face and coming home and talking. And I just remember thinking, my gosh, this is such a powerful, powerful idea, but it's a secret. No one knows this, that they, they don't have to get cancer or diabetes. They don't have to suffer this way. But, but people in positions of power have worked hard to suppress this. And this is why we need to take a grassroots approach. You know, we get excited in our community because more and more people are learning about this. But still, uh, when you look at the society as a whole, a very, very small, tiny fraction of people really understand the power of this idea. And, and, and that's because there are still forces who are suppressing this. So, you know, I'll just give you an example. In this pandemic, um, I've been waiting and I've yet to see it. Any of our medical authorities or our media spokespeople, um, you know, people in government, uh, explaining to the population that you can protect yourself against this by eating right. I mean, over 95% of the people who've succumbed to this have had pre-existing conditions, mostly heart disease and type 2 diabetes. These things start re reversing immediately when you eat a plant-based diet. My dad has great data from his China study as well that your immune system responds rapidly. And so, I mean, the data uh, already 
prove this connection to nutrition beyond a shadow of a doubt, but no one's talking about it. So, yeah. so we did a petition, which we put up on this website. I mentioned people, your audience should take a look at this at opentribe.com. It's what we're using to launch a, a national campaign this year, but we put a petition there uh, to calling on our leaders to explain this. And I remember we did the post and we started to see immediate traction like hockey stick. It looked like it was just going to go viral. You know, hundreds of people were signing it. And then all of a sudden it stopped, mm. just completely stopped. And it's because Facebook choked it off. They, they, the <laughs> Facebook restricted it. And then we went back and we researched Facebook's content policies and they're very explicit that they ban things like this. So, so we kind of gave up on it. It's still up there on opentribe.com, but you know, it can't get circulation because Facebook uh, won't allow it to be circulated. I mean, this suppression is still happening today, even as people die from this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think what, what another, just from the documentary was cool is just, you, you just said, you tried to get, you know, get traction with this stuff and then got nowhere. And you were like, okay, let's just do it ourselves. Let's just start. We'll just start with little groups of people. Let's show people what's happening and do this grassroots thing. And so, um, that's really what this is all about. It's like, Hey, you know what? We don't need, we don't need to go and, and get them. I mean, obviously it'd be great to have everyone on every, you know, everyone else on board, but I love the fact that you guys didn't give up and just say, okay, well, let's go home and do something else. You were like, okay, how can we make this happen? Um, and with the, these meal starter kits, what I, I want people to, to take away from this is if you're buying these meal starter kits, not only are you going to get a really good meal for yourself, uh, easy, quick, you know, all that kind of stuff, but you are going to be supporting this mission that they have. And that's the important part. And so you're going to be just helping fuel this and get getting this message out to all those other people. So like you get to eat and you get to help people like what, what more do you want? <laughs> Let's see. What do you, do you want to have any thoughts about that? Well, she, <laughs> I said it all. Hold it's on. true. We do have this mission. Um, we, you know, it's twofold. We, we want to get people healthy, but we also want to be able to provide food for everyone. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. We, you know, by the way, one thing we need to do a better job of is cause you know, I've, we've grown up in this community, uh, by virtue of my father, you know, and so we've seen all the people come into it and the evolution over the years. And it's very much a health focused uh, community, which is good because it's all about our health, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where you start. But, but boy, we shouldn't stop there. You know, it's about um, also about social justice and helping uh, everyone, not just ourselves, but everyone learn about this and have access to affordable foods. It's about our environment and our climate, the extinction of species and animals all over the place. It's a, it's, it's also about what we do to animals. You know, I know there's been a reticence sometimes in our community to, to, to want to talk about, about that, but, you know, uh, uh, love by definition is universal. You know, it can't be factional. It can't be segmented. You know, if it, otherwise it's just some kind of self-serving attachment, you know, it, it's, it's universal. We have to love everything and we can't come home and love our pets and our dogs and then do what we do to, to other sentient beings. It's just, it's wrong. And so 
we have to reach out to all these different communities and we have to bring them together into a unified force. And, and that hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. Yeah. People love to be in a camp. They love to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a vegan and I'm for the animals or I'm, I'm plant-based and I'm for, you know, the health. I, I think we all need to come together and hold hands uh, instead of being so divisive because we see it all the time at Plant Pure. People come in with, with different, and it's, it's fine to have your reason, but, but honor everybody else with their reasons and, and come together and work. Yeah, to build a plant-based world yeah. as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, that's really the purpose of our web platform at Open Tribe. We've, we've got some projects up there now. We're going to be adding a lot more, you know, that relate to these various communities. But we need to, we need to start integrating people and coming together to do this. Ding. Yeah, I don't. Good know time. <laughs> yeah, I. Someone keeps texting me. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I kind of. I wanted to take just a little bit of a of a side uh, side note here. Uh, so how how actually did you get started with the the documentary and like how, like what what actually made you decide to get going on that one? Just just because I'm a production guy and so that stuff fascinates me. Well, there's a long backstory to that. I'll just try to sum it up in a couple sentences. All right. Uh, so two sentences, Nelson. <laughs> I could write. I could write a book on this. So when when we were getting started, as I said, we we focused first on food, and we had just had a whole series of unfortunate mishaps that had nothing to do with us, but were just very very challenging. And uh, things like the last thing that had happened in that series of events is we finally found a co-packer to produce these frozen entrees so we could have a meal plan to support our immersion program and the package supplier gave us uh, defective packaging and all of our packages exploded in the freezers oh wow thousand dollars worth of food i mean we were having mega problems like that and then around that time uh my dad called me up and said you're never going to believe it i had this most amazing experience in kentucky i spoke to the house of representatives and they were so supportive, you know, you got a standing ovation. And so I was kind of intrigued uh, because at that time we were wanting to take our immersion program and scale it in the city of Durham, focusing on some of the, the underserved neighborhoods there. And so uh, I had this idea, well, you know, maybe we could do that in Kentucky because there's all this political interest. So I called up the legislator there who'd, who had invited my father. One thing led to another. And we uh, came up with some legislation. We didn't ask for any money. We just, it was an idea for doing a pilot project in a poor community in Eastern Kentucky up in the mountains. And we're gonna do an immersion program. All we asked the state was when we're done with this and we show you the data, you have to agree to sit down and look at it. And if we're successful, discuss how we could roll this out across the state. So there was tons and tons of interest initially. The legislators supported it. Everyone was excited because we also said that we wanted to scale that across Kentucky, starting in the underserved communities first. So it was kind of a social philanthropic uh, 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 strategy. As soon as it went behind closed doors, uh, my friend, my legislator friend said it was the most intense lobby effort he'd seen in over 30 years of politics. Wow. The industry got to every person and they killed the bill, even though we weren't asking the state for any money. So it was at that moment. So I was like, the, that was the lowest moment because, you know, the business was difficult. You know, I was running out of money. 
then I tried to do this and it failed. That exploding <laughs> so, frozen thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> like... But you know, I'm always thinking now, how do you turn a negative into a positive? So I started imagining a storyline. I said, you know, I could, we could walk back with our tail between our legs or we could maybe we could, we could drive a story, the storyline to help demonstrate to the public how this message had been suppressed for so many years. So I was at a, at a, at a conference, actually, it was a cruise ship program, holistic health holiday at sea. And I shared my idea with some investors and on the boat, they, they, they committed the funding. Wow. (laughs) Very cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So I went from, you know, we went from, we thought we were going to fail to all of a sudden we had a chance to do this film. So I reached out and I started uh, getting people involved who know how to make films and they, they were great teachers um and then we ended up we ended up making the film well i'm i'm a huge believer in like everything happens for a reason and falls into place in certain ways and so uh this is just another story that you know it because it's if you hadn't faced some of the adversion that you'd faced you it that's what ignited i feel like some of the passion in you to keep going and really spread this so that's that's just super cool um i did want to just talk about kim a little bit uh so she you guys ryan is a very ryan is very hard to uh please when it comes to recipes he's kind of he's not like a recipe snob i'm i'm a foodie snob i'll admit it (laughs) so so yesterday so i had Okay, so doing my research, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch Kim does a live. This is so cool, you guys. I'm so excited about this. She does a live cooking show on YouTube every single Thursday night, right? 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, And the cool thing is, it's not just like, okay, yeah, the live show, whatever. But if you register on their website and sign up, you can get an email on Fridays which tells you the next week's recipe. It gives you like the recipe, a little shopping list, everything that you'll need. So you can like prep yourself and cook along with her on Thursdays, or you can, uh, you know, you can just be lazy and sit on the couch and watch her like I did and then print out the recipe for later either way. Um, But it's so cool of a concept because every week you can introduce a new recipe and you can, you know, you can really follow along with her. Um, so this last week she made a lasagna stew, you guys. It, okay. So I printed it out immediately. And I was like, we're making this, Brian. Like we're definitely making this. Um, and we'll show you a little bit of footage of what we actually made on the video version of this. If you're on the podcast, we'll put pictures on the um on the little podcast thing as well. We aren't really pasta people. And so she had to go out and actually buy lasagna noodles just yes. so we could make it. I bought some lasagna noodles and I was like, so excited to make this. And the last night we were literally making it like nine o'clock last night. Cause yeah. you know, what else do you do on at nine o'clock on a Monday? And bro, I don't even, what did you say? You were like, I said, the lady's got skills. She's like, this lady knows what, like, and it was so funny because I was making, there's like a tofu ricotta that goes on it, which is yeah. freaking amazing. Um, and I was making it and Brian goes, Oh, maybe we should add some nutmeg. And I was like, there is nutmeg in the recipe. This, this lady knows so what I, she's it's doing. Like, and that's when I knew that's, <laughs> that's when I knew that you and I like we're, we, we've got a connection. So, <laughs> so if you haven't checked out her cook, her, she has two cookbooks, maybe a third in the works I've heard. Um, if you haven't checked out her cookbooks, like if you haven't checked out her show and her the YouTube channel and all that, please check out the links below because 
I am like, and make the lasagna stew. That's all I got to say. Just make it. <laughs> it's so good. It was. It was extremely good. We we actually only sampled it because we, we portioned it out for today and tomorrow. So I'm like so excited to go home and eat that for lunch today. What <laughs> are leftover? Yeah, that's what I you said on the, um, I remember Nelson even said, he's like, eat it the next, like let it cool down and then eat it. And I was like, okay, we'll make it tonight. And then we'll not, uh, it did take a lot of willpower not to eat the entire bowl. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you did I'm crack gonna me up. Nelson, I'm oh. going to give Nelson some credit because he's, he, he is a tasting hound. He loves food, all things food. You're fun. You're fun to feed. So, and I love to cook, but he's really fun to feed. And he'll say, well, how about you put that in there? And well, no, 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 no. <laughs> She's giving me way too much credit. Uh, she, she has a real gift for being, I've, I just see it every day. She literally just goes into the kitchen. She just knows what goes together and the, the right amounts of things. And um, so much of what she, she does, you know, everyone gets ideas from, from others, but there's a lot of original so I, I grew up in a, a pretty big family. There were four kids and we all cooked a lot and everybody did and very traditional, very traditional food. And I have this belief that we are never going to change this world if we don't feed people food that is familiar, comfortable and what they love, because People think that plant-based people eat sushi salad and <laughs> avocado <laughs> toast. Av avocados and bananas. That's all we eat is well, avocados and, and, and bananas. And actually, as I ate that, as I tasted that uh, lasagna stew last night, that was one of the thoughts I had. I was like, I would rather make this, like if we're going to make like a special like Valentine's Day meal or what, like a special occasion meal, I'd rather make this than like anything else that we would have made on our old lifestyle. And that's finding those replacements to your, where you're like, I'd rather eat th like this actually tastes better to me. And I'd rather eat this, um, and finding the replacement for the comfort food. But knowing that you, you know, you're so, you're so good with these recipes. I can only imagine how much work went into fine tuning those starter kits and all that as well. And taste testing, but you know, the taste tester is an important, that's an important yeah. role. I, I see, I can eat something and I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, this tastes good to me, but if she eats it and she likes it, then I know that I've actually done something good. Uh, but I just wanted to go back to the, the video of you, you making the lasagna stew. Uh, it was one of those points where it's like, we're, we're literally following along and we're, we're watching the video as we're, as we're going through it and, and like going through the recipe and stuff like that. And every single thought that I'm having, you then said, and I was like, he's like, Oh, fennel toasted fennel. Yeah. Like. It's like, it's like, and it was just one thing after another with you that was like, this is exactly the way my mind works to put a recipe together. And I was just like, yes, this is perfect. I love this lady. Like this is, this is brilliant. So, so he's a hard one to impress. I am, I am very hard to impress. And, and you, you knocked it out of the park with one recipe, one recipe. And, and I'm now a fan. So there you oh, go. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your uh, what you get when you subscribe to grocery list yeah so we originally started this back in it was back in april and i was just going to do it once a month and nelson said no you have to do it every week because because you you need to create you know consistency and have people come in every week and and i thought it was pretty daunting but the idea was to get people in the kitchen and nobody's going out to eat people aren't even going to the grocery store that was back in the spring so if we had uh, cooking a cook along, it would encourage people to get in the kitchen, learn strategies, tips, 
and we, we've, we, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and I've gotten kind of creative and done the lasagna stew type things, which are completely different than what's in the cookbook. Um, and I've also stuck to the cookbook and kind of waffled back and forth, but the goal was to get people in the kitchen trying, and we've actually had quite a few new plant-based people watch the show and learn a tremendous amount. So that makes me feel good that, that we're teaching people how to do this. Yeah. So if people go to plantpurenation.com, they can subscribe to her show. And then the week before they get the recipe and the grocery list. And then we tell people to prep their food before the show. So it's all mm-hmm. out on the table. Then you can just cook along with Kim. It's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. I, I told Brian, uh, I was telling Brian about it last night. And he's like, oh man, that's a good idea. We should do that sometime. Like, and then I realized that we'd kind of already done we one have of those kind of too. Done the, so we, did done, a, we did a chili cook uh, a, a live stream which was a lot of fun for me but, but I, also it took like an hour and well, a half, I joked to Brian like I that, said so. I said look at the length of this video this video is 23 minutes long if Brian and I tried to make that stew and do it as a recipe like as a live stream it would be like two hours because we're like just ridiculous like we like to talk you yeah you're so you're good at keeping on the focus making the meal but yes prepping everything in advance and having every all the little that's that's a huge part of it because if you have all the veggies because no one wants needs to sit around and watch you chop another onion and all that kind of stuff so having that stuff ready before you watch the show you can totally make it right along with yeah i remember for one of our previous recipe videos i had to tell jessica be like i don't need to record myself opening cans of beans like everybody (laughs) knows how to open a can of beans action shots (laughs) we have we it's been interesting working together on this little project that we we have because uh we are polar opposites like the opposite people like personalities everything and so um i always want things to be one way and he wants them to be another way and so there's a little bit of clashing that happens i like to call it creative differences she's classical i'm jazz you know it's like (laughs) everything's structured with her and everything is not structured with me and it's all instinct but it, it has been kind of cool and like we were talking about you earlier i think what we never realized is we've been together for like almost 14 years now yeah. and we've been married for like nine of that, but um, we never realized like how much our skill sets complement each other. And so our goal with everything that we do is to try to just show people, Hey, this is a lifestyle you can live. You can have fun with. It doesn't have to be like, super serious all the time like yeah. we're we're pretty goofy people i got to the point where i got tired of 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 all of this stuff being called a journey you know a journey to health a journey to weight loss now it's just like no this is an adventure <laughs> like we are having fun here people so it's our whole food plant-based adventure now every time um but it it was kind of crazy because we didn't like i said we didn't realize our skill sets in what we bring to the table is perfect to do something like this and i think that's kind of the same for you guys is you just you have that that perfect balance of everything that you would need to to do this stuff so um let's see i'm trying to think if i've what i like to watch about you i i I watch you guys when i'm cooking sometimes you and the happy i have a couple people that i watch and one of the things that you do is you're just painfully honest with people about you're not about perfection you're about this is the adventure and i think that's that's the key. I think people feel like they always have to be perfect and everything has to, you know, fit into the whole food plant. And, and hopefully it does, but it doesn't always. So I think people, you know, they fall off the wagon, they get right back on and they, they do it. But I, I love your videos because you do, you talk about the things that are difficult and you say it, it's not like you're reluctant to, t- to share with people the truth about your adventure. 
Yeah. yeah sometimes we're, we're not trying to sell perfection. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes we, yeah, we, sometimes we are a little too honest and I'm just like, oh my gosh, should I just really tell everybody on YouTube that like, I'm a very like introverted person by nature. And so doing the YouTube thing for me is like, whoa, like, and we're, but at the same time, I like, I can't pretend to be anything that I'm not. And so it yeah. just comes out as like full yeah. transparency. That, that's kind of the funny thing for us is is just exactly as she said, like we don't know how to be other people. We don't know how to pretend in, in, in another way. And so for us, everything that we record is just, it's literally just us. It's usually us reacting in, in our completely natural way. Like we yeah. don't script things out. Like we're just sort of like, okay, let's hit point A and get somewhere, end up around point E and we'll be fine. The video will be great. It'll be good. It'll all come together in the end. Um, okay. But okay. You guys have a lot going on. Like you have a lot of different websites, a lot of different, you've got the, the pods, you've got the food stuff, you've got the open tribe. So if somebody is brand new to you, and they have never heard of you before because they're living under a rock. Um, where should they start? Well, we would recommend that they start actually with the film Plant Pure Nation because that kind of explains the beginning of our trajectory. And you can find that, as you said, on YouTube and also Amazon Prime uh, as well. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is you could just check out our various websites. We have plantpurenation.com. That's where we have the information on the food. And then Kim's show, which is called Plant Pure Kitchen Live. So if you scroll down the homepage, you'll see that and you can subscribe to it. Um, and then we have plantpurecommunities.org. That's our nonprofit. So that supports our the pod network. And if people are interested in joining a pod, there might be one near them. You can start a pod. It's easy to do. So that's the second website. And then the third one <laughs> is opentribe.com, which is a, the new website that we just launched. That's kind of the integrating platform that we're going to use to launch a, a campaign this year, which we're going to call our Healing America campaign. And, um, and we'll probably, by the way, kick that off with the big summit, uh, maybe in April is what we're thinking. But you can go there to opentribe.com. It's only been a soft launch. So it's just getting started, but we've already got 40 to 50 groups, mostly pods who've signed up. So you can check that out too. Very nice. Another thing I forgot to mention earlier. So I have a little challenge for Brian. Oh my. Okay. So when you guys were doing, you guys were on uh, nutmeg with nutmeg notebook the other day and I was watching as part of my research, I was watching that back. Um, and you guys were talking about using these, these meal starter kits to make other recipes. And you said, I think you had, you, you used the um, split P one to make like a hummus and a couple of other kind of dishes. And you said you were in the process of making other recipes to put up on your website. So then when people get these packets, yeah, they can follow the directions on the packet, but they could also go to your website and find like, Oh, I can make this into another recipe and, and really integrate it. So that gave me a little idea. And I was like, Brian, so you guys were kind enough to send us some of these meal uh, starter kits. So Brian is going to do a video where, where he takes one of the kits and then makes his own recipe out of it. And then we will share the recipe with you guys if you want to put it on your website as well. And we'll post a yeah. video of it on YouTube. So it's all yours. I'm excited about that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Brian can come up with because he can get pretty creative when he's given time. 
That's true. But yeah, but I'm looking forward we, to this one. Yeah, I, I would love to have your feedback on different ideas because I am always looking for ways to cook these. So yeah, you're you're going to be on it, Brian. Nice. <laughs> you know, I'm that's thanks, that. thanks, Jessica for Jessica for bringing that up. You know, it just goes to show, and we're not very good salespeople when it comes to selling products and things, because. Uh, our marketing partners told us that's actually the biggest attribute in addition to the affordability of the product line is that you can make so many different recipes. You know, there's one on the back of the pack, but then we have over 30 in our database yeah. at plantpurenation.com. Like maybe you could have an, okay. give an example like yeah. that. Yeah, the, the one that's so weird and it, it was so easy was I took the potato soup and turned it into a nacho cheese sauce. Wow. Nice. Yeah, a few more things, but it, it, it was really good. <laughs> and then she turned it into scallop, scallop potatoes. potatoes. The, the best, best soup I had a lot of fun with. Um, the split pea was a little a little more challenging. I need some more ideas on that, Brian. That's <laughs> actually split pea uh, soup is one of my uh, my favorites right now. So, you know, I could yeah. I could go for that. Yeah. Yeah, but there are a lot of different things you can do with these because I'm inclined to when I cook, I, I'm not going to follow the directions on the back. I'm going to start yeah. dumping. See, well, actually, the that, one I'm the I'm the direction follower, and he's like, no. <laughs> okay, so I have a rule though. Like, if we're going to try a recipe, we do it the the way the recipe says the first time. That's that is a given. And uh, and so like when we were making the soup last night, like we followed the recipe exactly as it was written. You know, just so I can like, okay, this is the base level for this. Mind you, there was no updating after that because you did literally everything that I would have updated anyway. So that was perfect. Uh, but the one the one uh, meal kit that I'm really looking forward to getting into is the Creole one because I absolutely love uh, uh, I love Cajun food. I love Creole food. Like that's that's my go to. So. So, okay. so, uh, Brian, do you remember which ones that we sent to you? The uh, Crayole? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the Crayole, uh, by the way, is quite spicy. So, uh, we, we kind of pushed the boundaries on the heat there. See, <laughs> Brian will be the judge here, of that. <laughs> if, I got family in New Orleans. And so I've yeah. had like, I've had the real stuff before. And so yeah. like, I'm looking forward to that. But I, and I remember we even went to this one place and I got red beans and rice and they were like, well, you know, we make it spicier than, than what they make it down uh, in Louisiana. And I was like, oh, okay. And I took it and I was just like, I make this spicier at home. So like, we'll, see. I don't we'll, see. Right. we'll see how you won't mind. But, you know, we did uh, email out to our customers. If if this is too spicy, you know, we, we gave them some ideas on how you could. Yeah, you could pollute it down. But if it's yeah. not a little spicy, it's not Creole beets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. that's absolutely true. Well, is there anything else that you guys, I think, I feel like we've, we've asked you a million questions. Is there anything else that you guys want people to know or, or want to promote on here? Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered all of it. I mean, if, if people want to, you know, if they're trying the food, I think the, the key is to share this, share this with your friends and your family. If you want to do videos or take pictures and share that, that's great. I think the more people that know about this um the better and that that's that's the hardest part is getting this message out and getting this food out to as many people as possible yeah and when people do support us you know they should know that yeah. that they're supporting this bigger strategy this kind of grassroots community empowerment strategy which we want want them to we want them to get involved in as well so we're not just interested in selling products you know we're gonna use those revenues to kind of support 
a larger strategy. But the very last thing I would say is I, I want to thank the two of you for, yes. and Kim, Kim already expressed yes. it, but no, but for, for all that you've done and your stories are very inspiring. And, you know, sometimes I, I think uh, sometimes f folks kind of focus on, you know, their brand and what they could do to build themselves. And I think, um, you know, we need to start thinking about how do we, um, connect everyone and empower everyone to carry this message forward because you're good examples of that. You know, you guys have done a fantastic job of that. And yeah. there's a lot of people out there like, like, like you, and we need to, you know, we need to figure out how to just keep that authenticity and yeah. realness because that's what's so fun about watching you guys. It's just, so yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I can honestly say that, you know, we're, we're either a community or we're not. Like yeah. we're either these separate little groups that are trying to do their own little branding and, and work towards stuff or, or we can actually be a community that works together and tries to promote the ideals that we hold dear and tries to promote this way of eating and this, this way of living and, and, and people I think are finally starting to come around to it. Uh, and I'm not saying like we started anything or, or anything of the sort, because I mean, obviously we've only been around for, you know, less than two years at this point, uh, on, on YouTube, but the simple fact that, that we started making friends with a lot of these other YouTubers out there and just started chatting with them and just starting to figure things out and, and like actually having real conversations with them, even if it's just to commiserate about, uh, stuff that we like messages we get on online or something like that. It, it definitely promotes this, this thing of we are all in this together. Like, and, and we are a group of people. I, I jokingly refer to, uh, like the current, the current crop of YouTubers out there that are whole food plant-based and like promoting this as the third generation of this. <laughs> Because we've got your father who who kind of kicked everything off. I call him first gen. Then there's you guys and like McDougal, Furman, and like those people. I consider you guys like second gen. And then like we're now the 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 grandchildren who are out there trying to promote this. We're and not grand. We, well, okay. I guess we could be grandchildren yeah. of his father. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so it just amazes me that that like this is all growing in in such a way. And we're just trying to promote this way that people can live better lives, that they can be healthier, they can live longer, they can decrease the amounts of disease that they have and just one thing after another. And all it takes is this simple change of eat this, don't eat that. And yep. it's it's very easy. And and I'm glad that we're, we're finally able to, to help push this along and, and, and help you guys out. Even if it's just to get a few more people buying the meal kits and helping support, uh, your cause. So, Very you know, true. it's great. Brian soapbox. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I gotta tell you though, for, for, during the documentary, during the, uh, Kentucky legislature scenes, I was literally yelling at the TV. <laughs> I was literally yelling at the TV and was just like, if I were there talking to these people, I would not be this friendly. Like some of the people who were who were supportive of it against like some of the other people, like especially the dude who was just like, you know, what well, we've gotten to the point where we're exporting protein. And I'm just like, and that should matter. Why? Like, yeah. congratulations. We've now exported all of our diseases to all of these other people. Yay. You win today. Yeah, you know, you know, just real quickly, uh, we didn't really think we were going to be able to get the legislation down to the floor because we thought that our cover would be blown way before then 
And then we weren't even sure if we could get the cameras down there. And then when most of the legislation is debated, uh, most of the time in the legislature, there's no debate. It's just all formal because they already know what's happening and what they're going to do. And we didn't know if people would say anything. It was but, perfect. But, you know, we could we could not said. we could not have written better lines for them to make our point. Yeah, it- <laughs> I, I actually thought I, I naively thought it was going to get passed. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm well, I'm pretty gullible. So I was like, oh, <laughs> well, wait, what? You just gave it away. Well, you don't know. Yeah, who, maybe it is going to get passed. Ow. I don't know. Who knows? I, I will <laughs> say the, the guy and I know I don't remember who it was. I don't remember his name. But the guy that I loved the most of the entire thing was uh, when he got up there and he's like, if you look up here at the top, you'll see the word primarily up there. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> You, dude, I like you. I don't know. When those lights were lighting up, I was like, what's going to (laughs) happen? Well, I, never mind. Don't, don't go. Yeah, don't blow it. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody go watch. That's the just the point. Like it was, it was at that. Like all the rest of it, I was just like, yes, this is this is awesome. I love hearing all of these stories. But the second you got to the to government, like my, like all the lights went off in my head, and we're just like, no, it's like fight them all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people really realized. You know, they're they're frustrated. Why why aren't my doctors telling me this? Mm. Because this, the film actually shared that—that yeah. that was to me the the main point of the film was that doctors aren't trained in this. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's so much influence. Yeah, out watching there. the and- doctor talk about literally talk about like how bad they felt that they didn't know this information to share and that they hadn't been, you know, and that you, you want to tell the about you going to your doctor. Yeah. So I. Uh- a few years ago, I ended up going to a new doctor, like just right after we had started uh, the eating whole food plant based. And uh, and I had like some of my lab works and stuff from before, like from from like a couple years before that. And when I went in the first time, even after just having been on it of a, a few months, and I think I'd lost like maybe four between 40 and 60 pounds at that time. uh the doctor was just was absolutely floored with my numbers, like across the board. He was like, everything is great. He's like, cholesterol is great. Blood pressure is, quote, perfect. He's like, wait, like, you're over 400 pounds he's, still, Yeah, but- over 400 <laughs> pounds. And yet, like, all of my numbers basically suggested I was a perfectly healthy individual. Uh, but the cool thing about it, though, is that my doctor actually knew all of uh, of this stuff. And he, he totally has followed, uh, like, you know, plant-based diets and stuff like that before. And so he, he does promote that. Well, when uh, you went back last year. Yeah, and then when I went back again, he's actually, I told him about, like, all the YouTube stuff because we hadn't started the YouTube channel the first, when, when I went and saw him the first time. And then uh, he he actually said he's like oh I'm gonna totally start referencing your YouTube channel to my patients and he he said like uh, for some kind of conflict though he couldn't tell them that I was his patient yeah. and like that kind of stuff but but he was definitely impressed with his numbers and he's like just keep doing whatever you're doing but like my doctor on the other hand just keeps telling just keeps saying are you drinking enough water make sure you're drinking enough water like what are you eating again I'm like <laughs> yes I drink yeah. water okay <laughs> she's uh-huh. like I don't know what you did but you lost lost like a hundred pounds. So, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, that is a huge problem. And I always tell people like, I've never realized how much of an advocate you have to be for your own health when you go to the doctor and it's, it's, it sucks, but like you can go to a doctor and be like, I want to do this. And they'll be like, Oh, well they give you my doctor for years gave me the little, here's the diet you should be eating. It's the, the standard little 
packet that they give you, which has nothing to do with plant-based or anything. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge problem. So, all right. Should yeah. we close this one out? Yeah, I guess we should. <laughs> I feel like we could just keep talking forever. <laughs> we, we could. I will you guys say, are awesome. I actually, know. I will so. say I love, I think my favorite thing about you guys is just the passion that you bring to this. And like, you can tell that you guys are both genuinely in this, you know, for the right reasons to, to try to spread this movement and not for your own personal gain or anything like that. And that to me, like that is the coolest thing ever. Yes. Well, well, thank you, Jessica, yeah, and thank, thank you. you, Brian. Thanks for having us on your your beautiful show. We're, yeah. we're happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do the close? I'll do the close uh, just <laughs> because, uh, and, and I guess I'll do the Crocs in the kitchen close this time. I need Peef. So, oh, you need, sorry. Peef shows up in every video if you didn't know. If okay. he wasn't in, if we didn't bring him, then he wouldn't be in this video, and then the whole thing would just be ruined. <laughs> He's kind of like our little mascot. Uh, but yes, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Also, just as a reminder, everything for links to all of their stuff will be in the description below. Check it all out. Click on everything. Sign up for everything. Buy everything. You know, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can also find us on social media, mainly Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and we love talking to you guys on there. Send us messages and chat with us. It's always fun. And uh, of course you can like and share the video, get this message out to even more people and help grow the community even faster and bigger. Uh, right? Yeah, that's the right way to do it. Either way, I think that's all I got. That's definitely all I got. We will see you next time on Crocs in the Kitchen. Bye. Bye.